We're looking at easily the most overrated player in this draft. It's so easy. <laughs> That's unreal. I would never draft him. That's the bottom line. I mean... That's a hard no for me. This is an autopilot first round pick. He is definitely on my do not draft list. We get it. We get it. Yeah, Let's I mean... move on. Let's move on. Hello, everyone. This is Hockey Talkie. I am Travis. Jesse's here with me. We're back. I'm back, I guess. You're back. Yeah, I was going to say, I was here. You could have done a solo podcast. Alone. I guess I could have had some banter with myself, maybe when I ate. I don't know. I know lots of people that do, like, just one-man show podcasts. That could work. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. You guys know where to hit us up at Fantasy NHL Talk. We have a lot to talk about because there was a lot of injuries, a lot of pickups. A lot of things happened in the last two weeks. It was a busy two weeks. I feel like more and more people are getting injured. Or maybe it's just my team. Uh, there's a lot of injuries going on. It's crazy. Okay, before we get into our... What are we doing this this podcast? We're doing our quarter season awards. Yes. 25%, so like 20-ish games, which is where we're at. Yep. And so we're going to give you uh, some hockey Oscars. Some Hoskers. Oscars, If you will. <laughs> I love it. So, hashtag Hoskers. Um... Let's get that trending right away. Yeah, let's get that trending. Make sure you get that going at uh, Fantasy NHL Talk is where we're at. Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, make sure you give us your own categories, nominations, stuff we can think as well um, after we give you all our picks, of course. But nonetheless, that is the theme for this episode. Sweet. I like it. So I was just in New Orleans over mm-hmm. American Thanksgiving. In so that's where this quick question comes from today. Got it. What are you thankful for? So far this year in fantasy? Ooh, that's a good question. So um, it could be someone that's you, you're really surprised with on your team, that you're like, I'm so happy I have this person, or something just overall in fantasy that the way the year is shaping up. Uh, I think I have two things, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, one is Ryan Suter. I picked him up off the waivers for my defenseman, like the first two days, and he's been actually pretty solid. Uh, the other thing is it's kind of like a more direct i guess it's like very it's a niche thing uh the, my niche thing is that i had bergeron who was like the hottest player ever and he went down through some crazy crazy chest pectoral thing what i'm thankful yeah. for is that pasternak needs him to perform <laughs> so i basically me and travis or me and you are head to head in our league right now and uh, ever since bergeron went down i was like wanting to kill myself and uh, Pasternak hasn't got a point since he's been gone. I know, I know. It so, just kills them both, so whatever. I didn't think the fallout would be that brutal, but it's like Bergeron went down, and Pasternak might as well have went down, and Marchand might as well have went down. It's absolutely insane. I can't believe what happened with Boston. Like I was so salty when Bergeron went, obviously got injured, and then I was like, I'm so toast. Pasternak's just going to light it up, and they've just donutted since he's been gone so that's what i am thankful for centers are important did you see they're putting in between them now some guy i've never heard of yeah he has like four names yeah it's like j something something carlson or something yeah and uh, i don't think he's gonna be a bergeron obviously so um Pasenak owners uh, i mean it's tough it's just in this very specific situation it just is something i'm thankful for <laughs> <laughs> he's saying he's saying that because me and Jesse are one and two. In yeah, our we're league like of records. So yeah, we're like we're jostling back and forth every night. Every day we change like by one or two points. It's just ridiculous. And 
obviously I had Bergeron and he had, had Pasternak. Pasternak and Pasternak was destroying. I thought he was going to win like the Rocket himself in the first 20 games. He had like 17 goals already or something. And then Bergeron went down and then the dude hasn't done anything since. So Centers are important, man. It's pretty, Centers are important. So anyone that says like Bergeron is just a passenger on that line, you guys can get wrecked because Bergeron get ob- obviously is the cog and is the best player on the team apparently. So the more you know. So, I don't know. Do you have any thankful fantasy? Of course. I got lots. So, I'm going to narrow it down to one. (laughs) The one thing that I am thankful for this year is the goalie parity. That is true. I love the fact that you can can get a goalie off the waivers and run him for a month, and it will be valuable. Like, Bobrovsky's not playing very well, so you pick up someone else. Or you take Mike Smith, but then you all of a sudden get Richie for a month. But it's making the league and... All fantasy hockey this year very different because goalies have such a fluctuating value this year. Like you draft Jake Allen and you're pulling out your hair. No, it's crazy. The two goalies I own are two goalies that went undrafted. That's how weird my team is. I have Craig Anderson and Henrik Lundqvist yeah. as my two goalies. Yeah. None of them were drafted and they're just two waiver wire rando pickups. Like I can't believe how unpunishing goalies have been this year for picking stuff up. I mean, Buffalo's one in the league. Yeah. So like and when you see like Halak being number one goalie for yeah. a couple weeks, you're just like but it makes it exciting when there's more players that are circulating around. Mm-hmm. That's more free agent pickups. That's more things for you to do as a fantasy manager. Yeah, it's not been like, oh, the top whatever goalies are gone, time to pick up the scraps and hope for a eighteen win goalie or something. Like it, it yeah, it's absolutely nuts the goalies that been this year, so um that, like is, that is pretty cool. It just makes it more exciting overall to play. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into news and injuries. I have two pages of notes today. Yeah, I know. I was like, you. But it's like, there's a lot, so we'll ca- try to go over them as fast as we can. Um, Vasileski is out. We just looked it up. Four to six weeks, going to be reevaluated. They're talking maybe the new year. Yeah, it sounds like mid December, new year. Chances are, if it's like Christmas, it'll just be like, whatever take the other two weeks right, <laughs> I'm sure right, exactly I don't know how much they're gonna grind the guy um obviously in replacement is Domingue he's seven in ten games which is pretty impressive 70 percent wins for him Tampa's obviously super strong if you haven't picked up Domingue if, especially if you're a Vasilevsky owner I don't know what to tell you um but yeah because that did happen last week or the week before a little bit so yeah. we're a little behind on that news but yeah. hopefully you already have that yeah shored up uh Luongo injured the same knee that cost him a month at the beginning of the year i didn't even know the injury but like i just knew the injury that's like, i know like, you could have told me anything i'd be like no nah, it's the knee okay. so i i saw the injury and they're like oh it's not serious but then as soon as they said that it was the same knee i immediately cut luongo and then i picked up domingo to hopefully fill that void for now i would personally jump ship on luongo right now i did i did in our league of record i i turfed him i can't rely on him there's too many other goalies out there you can get DeSmith, Hutton, Grice, all these other serviceable goalies that are hot right now. Yeah, there's so many goalies. I mean, you could take Reimer if you really are a Florida fan, and it's not a terrible choice, but um, yeah, there it, it, you shouldn't be fretting as much as previous years for sure with goalie with injuries. Yeah. goalie parity. There's so many people out there. If a goalie gets injured, there's no reason for you to waste those games on your roster. Like, uh, if I it's... Agree. Like, let's say it's Hellebuck, and he's out for a week, and he misses two games, maybe. But if it's going to be five or six, I would almost consider moving him. 
trade because there's there's just too many goalies out there. Yep. Um, the weekly Matthews watch. What so is he up to these days? I don't even know. So it, his shoulders are just basically like hanging off his body I, by I skin. Mean, that's what I figured. By there's now. no cartilage or bone there anymore. Um, due to the schedule, I read this this morning. Um, he's gonna miss the next three games for sure. Okay. Because there's no time to practice and get him into contact. And then he's probably going to miss the the weekend games. So there's going to be about six more games he's going to be missing. Okay. Are you – you've said this before that you're – he's injury prone and you don't want any part of him? Yeah, no, I mean, going forward, I don't want to own this guy ever. Um, just because this is going to happen every year. I think he's going to be 60 games played player. <laughs> like, yeah. he's turned into, like, the new Melkin. So, uh yeah, no. So I mean, obviously, when he's back, he's fi- he's gonna be on fire. He's gonna kill it. But uh, you guys are gonna have to wait another six games for that. I would say sell for his perceived value. Yeah. Like for what he was doing on in the beginning of the season. Yeah, if you can get that same value. You, in yeah, return. if you can get something out of it, that's good. If not, just ride out to six games. I'm sure he'll get back to his normal production. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Kuznetsov has been out five games with concussion. This one is very weird because no one's talking about it. He got a concussion? Yeah. Really? He's that, missed five games now. I know. I watched the game. I saw the, the hit or whatever. It was just like a hit. And uh, I had no idea it was a concussion. I thought it was just an upper body injury, but that's more, you know. And the weird thing is, is that they're not saying anything about it. They're not saying, oh, two weeks mm-hmm. concussion, a month. They're saying nothing. I mean, as sadistic. That scares me. Yeah. As sadistic as it is, I have Backstrom. So now he's the number one center again <laughs> with Ovi and Wilson. So that's good, I guess. But... That sucks for the Caps because Kuznetsov is easily the best player. I mean, yes, Ovi's amazing, but uh, Kuznetsov is like their best player. So, um, I wrote on my paper three cells. Yeah. Sell, sell, sell. If you can get the perceived value of Kuznetsov, we don't know if he's going to be out a month or not. Yeah, I was in the midst of making a trade for Kuznetsov when this hit happened, mm-hmm. and then I immediately was like, nope, no, 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 no. It's like we're not going to. Yeah, foot off the pedal. negotiate this anymore because who knows how long that's going to take. Mm-hmm. Again, if you can get Kuznetsov traded for a guy like Pasternak, like that perceived value, they're kind of equal. Yeah, but the one guy's healthy, the one guy's not. I would do that trade now. Try to move them. Nothing can come. Nothing good can come from having Kuznetsov on your team right now. Right now. Yeah, no timetable is always brutal. So nothing you can do. Uh, Brock Boser, or Besser, sorry. Yeah. Three-game road trip, he's not traveling with the team right now, so that's three more games, and then he's going to be skating on Tuesday. People, Vancouver fans and stuff, really want him to start clicking with Pedersen and Horvat collecting those points. Yeah, I mean, did did Vancouver win last night? I'm trying to think because I, I know they... I yes. think yeah, 4-2. Oh, they did? Against oh, Kings. my God. Okay, so it was like... I think they broke the 10 slump or yeah. the 9 slump. Yeah, because, I mean, if you don't know, they've lost 9 in a row or something, so... Uh, anything? Well, I'd say like you th- is Vancouver out now? Um, like playoffs? I mean, can I you can you survive? Can you survive a, a nine game loss streak? <laughs> you have to get hot, and I don't know if they have that. Ability I mean, to counter to get that, you, yeah, to counter that, you have to at least get five hundred somehow in the next twenty games. They are five hundred right now, actually, with a nine game loss streak. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's incredible. Or maybe. So maybe it was just Markstrom I was looking at that was 500. Okay, because he was out a couple of games, so I was like maybe, but there was there was still some hope. Um, Besser is obviously on your waiver wires as of now. He started off hot. If you need, if you have guys like Trocheck that's out for the season and stuff like that, 
Besser's obviously a good pickup to fill that void once he comes back. Bergeron, four weeks reevaluated after that. Yeah, I don't know. He's sitting on my IR. I don't know when the, what's going to happen with him. Um, I mean, he's every year he should be injured no matter what. So, like, I accept that. And I accept <laughs> that he's going to be a 65-game player. Um, this is a little bit bigger of an injury than I would have accepted. Is he droppable? Uh, or what do you think? I don't know, man. I, I don't have any history or any knowledge of people getting, like, sternovascular injuries surgeries i'm not a doctor yeah (laughs) i mean damn it jim i'm not a doctor uh yeah i i have no advice on this one it sucks obviously when he was playing he was literally the best player in the nhl um it was like absolutely insane how good this guy was doing so your guess is as good as mine at this point but four weeks minimum surgery i don't even know if he's gone into surgery to be honest at this point like i don't even know where he's at so i don't even know if he's even just recovering so uh, hang on him if you can. If you, if you think, if you're first or second in your league and you can support having a dead player yeah. on your roster, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, if you have an IR spot, you can hold on to him. That's fantastic. Do it. But I mean, who knows, man? I don't know what the recovery like for these kind of things is. So um, I'm just gonna give a good old question mark advice. So I got nothing on that one. Yeah, and then um, the aforementioned Trotschek, he is potentially out the whole season. And yeah, the, that was an insane injury. Oh the coaches are saying they hope to have him back before the season ends. Yeah. So, like, what, is he going to play five, ten games going into the playoffs if they make it? I don't think so. He's dropped everywhere. He has no value at all. That really hurts the whole Panthers team as a whole. It is tough, man. I, I mean, I had Trocek last year. He was, like, one of the MVPs of my of my team. I was, like... Well, okay, my team was garbage last year, nonetheless. But the player, I, I got value out of having Trotschek, nonetheless. He was a rising star. Guy's an absolute yeah. beast for our banger leagues and stuff like that. Um, so it is sad to see that because I know a lot of people probably spent a couple high picks on getting this guy because of how good his value was in the past past year. I know you drafted him in the seventh round. Was that seventh round? Yeah. And I'm sure even earlier in other leagues that had um, spots taken, so... Yeah, that's a huge, huge loss for the Panthers, so that's a bummer. Yeah, and that kind of hurts everyone. Hoffman's streak was broke, like, right after that. <laughs> Trotschek goes down, and then Hoffman's streak gets broken, so. That's true. He started another one today, though, so. I'm Did st- he? Or last game, so I'm pretty stoked about that. I got to get him back on the, the train again. Perfect. Uh, Subban's missed the last five games. He's on the ice now. That's a good sign. He's not in contact yet. He's been gone for five games? Yeah. I don't even know any of this until you tell me. This explains why <laughs> Yossi's been getting points. Because I've had Yossi, like, and it was like, man, he's really picked it up lately. He's got, like, six minutes power play. And it's like, okay, obviously, because Subban's gone. So yeah, that's uh, depressing to know that when he's back, it's back to the old. Yeah, so just <laughs> just know that that's going to happen. Is yeah. His time's going to get cut once Subban comes back. And then Ben Bishop is back this weekend. He needs a week of practices, but it is Sunday, so he'll be back for next Saturday night Saturday. hockey. Yeah, That's good because I know a lot of people that didn't draft goalies high, they had Bishop as one of their picks because he was a very late goalie and you didn't have to pay anything for him. Yeah, he was my goalie I drafted. As soon as he got injured, I just cut him, moved on, picked up Lundquist. So maybe I'll grab him in a week. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, the Stars have been kind of... They're so streaky. They're up and down, yeah. It's I don't so know. hard to to predict yeah, what they're going to do. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so now I have a list of players to add and drop. 
hopefully all you guys are on this already because it's been in two weeks. But there's a lot of players here that I think are worth mentioning because mm-hmm. there was a lot of injuries there. <laughs> so you need to fill these players into them. Tyler Johnson, he is, the second line is clicking in Tampa with Point, Kucherov, and Tyler Johnson. He is obviously a must-add. Anything to add to that? No, I... Yeah, I he's I've been seeing his name a lot on the points lately. Um, that makes a lot of sense if he's on the second line. I think I don't know where Gord is. I think either he's back on the third. I yeah, he went down. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, TJ Tyler Johnson looking to get some chemistry. Points been white hot, so any part of that line has been good. Stay in the white hot flame. Yeah, uh, Blake Coleman. What <laughs> three goals, four assists in the last six games for New Jersey. He's a third liner playing with Zajac. Wow. I'm not running out to get this guy. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're in a deep league, this you can't argue with that production, man. <laughs> I mean, COVID. What just, you just know that it's going to cool off. Like, yeah, yeah, If yeah, you yeah. want to ride him for the next two games until he has zero points, then... Definitely a good streamer. Then like you it. do what you want. Uh, Patch ready. Yeah. Hello. Apparently he's back. It just took him 20... Plus games. No, it, it took him getting a center. <laughs> as soon as Cody Aiken come back, came back, now he's the center, and he has Tuck on the other side. Now he actually has a real centerman. That is true. We said this from the beginning that we need Stassny in there to be a real centerman for him. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Aiken come, Aiken or Eakin, 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 as soon as he came back, Patrick started lighting it up. He has was it nine, nine in the last five. It's something crazy. Guys. And seven of them are goals. Yeah, I got another two goals last night. He's yeah, he was clicking. I mean, he's a goal scorer. It's just a matter of time till he starts scoring. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. How, hopefully, the fantasy owners have been patient with him. I know you picked him up off the waiver wire because picked him up off the waivers before last night's two goal game. Yeah, he was where where he deserved to be um, yeah. till like the past week or so. So it's been good. I've been seeing it on Twitter a lot that people are dropping him and just wanted nothing to do with him. And I'm I keep telling people to hold on, play the play the waiting game with him. You can hold on for those points because he will be back. And then what about Tuck in a deeper league? He's on the number one power play in Vegas now. So people have been picking him up sneakily. If you're in a deeper league, that's a a good pick for them. No, it's not a bad pick. I mean, he's talented. Definitely has like 55 to 60 point potential. So um, I like it. Okay, and then the, the second unit of the Rangers... Uh, Vessi, Hayes, Strom, Howden have been getting all the points. <laughs> I have seen a lot of Vessi points lately, so I can't agree with that. Yes. They're all in the most added for the last week for the Rangers. Nice. Is there anyone on there in particular that you are going to take a shot on? Uh, well, I mean, I got really ripped off with Pioink. The week I picked him up, he got zero points. And then now he's been back to, like, just on fire again. Yeah, he's the defense in that plays on that second unit. So, uh, he's been good. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I'm not a huge Ragers guy. It's too spread out, so I can't really give any proper advice. I don't think I could ever advise someone to pick up Jimmy Vesey, so. Uh, or Hayes, the center on yeah, that I, I, no? I don't know. That's tough. Okay. I still think Strom's bad, so I can't give anything there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The only thing that came out of that, um, the Rangers' second line going, was that Kreider has some more room, mm-hmm. and he's been getting the points. I picked him up last week. He's definitely the number one most talented guy on that team, I think. So if you want a Rangers, that's who I would go for, if you want a Rangers player. Yeah, Kreider's good. Zabanejad's good. Uh, 
Book Nevich has been a ghost this year, so it's been tough. So these guys are, yeah, those are guys who are scoring right now. They seem to be scoring a little bit, so it's okay to look at those Rangers players to stream for a day. No, Rangers have been streaking. I think they had like six, seven wins in a row. I saw, I'd have to check it out, but uh, I know Lundqvist was on fire lately, so team looks good. Next, I got three more and then a couple goalies. Brock Nelson, he has been... Uh, he's undervalued. He has pretty much been like an assist or a goal, like a point per game. Yeah, player. I saw. Yeah, sneakily around. So that's he's doing really good with Lee and Eberly, and then Barzell is on his power play unit. Gotcha. So he's been just slowly getting points. Yeah, Brock Nelson is definitely gonna be available, and I like that pick. That's good. And with all these injuries, right? Mm-hmm. You need someone to fill in Brock Nelson, Tom Wilson. Categories obviously, Pim's hits. You want Tom Wilson because he's chipping in with assists and goals as well. Yeah, dude's on the first line. If you manage to hold on to him throughout the entire suspension and you got him, you're getting rewarded. If you were savvy enough to pick him up from someone who dropped him, you got rewarded. I mean, the top line now in the foreseeable future is Backstrom, Ovi Wilson, and Wilson's getting 22 minutes a game. So yeah. I. I don't know what to say. Someone picked him up last night in the league. I was grinding my brain if I wanted to do it for the last like week. I just don't have anyone that could drop for him. And I was thinking so hard. I was like, yeah, do I drop Gord for Wilson? I mean, we don't do Pim in our league, so obviously it's not. Um, he's not as valuable anymore as he used to be, but he still has been gaining some offensive categories, so definitely something to think about. And I think a lot of people are looking for those, those sneaky guys. Yeah. So I wanted to also mention JT Miller. Um, super streaky, playing yeah, on the he, top line in Tampa. He's been so up and down. Gets three assists, and then I'll have three games with zero. Yeah. And then I'll get a goal and assist, and I'll have three games with zero. So I want to mention play the matchup with him. If you're having limited trades or something, or you're going head-to-head, and you want to play him for a week, play him against the softer teams, mm-hmm. and they should be fine. Tampa's still going to score a lot. Um, three goalies to mention. Rask is back. He looked great yesterday playing against Montreal. Nice. Got the 3 2 win. Uh, Bobrovsky seems to be doing better. Corpusalo is more of the backup playing. He played last night but got shellacked. Yeah, he got shredded by the Penguins. So keep an eye on Bob. And then Varlamov is still playing good. As long as he's healthy, he's a good goalie to sub in if you need. Mm-hmm. And if any of those guys have been dropped, like Rask or Bobrovsky, I know people are picking him back up again. Yeah, someone dropped Bob in our league and picked him up again today. Yeah, he was just like, he dropped them and then picked them up. <laughs> so regret was real. And nonetheless, so uh, I think the only goalie of those, I think I know Rask is available in our league. Uh, someone I have to look at. And Varlamov is still fighting for that one, that number one position. So um, good for him there. Yeah, putting up a fight as long as he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple guys that are straight up droppable. And I'm not going to say, or maybe this, maybe that. This is going to be straight up, this is the number one. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, Dell had two starts and Martin Jones didn't get any starts. Okay, and how did that work out? <laughs> right? They got, did they get shut out last night? Yeah, against um, Vegas. I think it was like 6 nothing. 6 nothing after <laughs> he had to shut out the first game. Yeah. So he's not a number one goalie. Drop Dell. Don't put Dell. Matt Murray. Yeah, he's concussed and injured. Even when he was healthy, he was laying in four or five goals a game. Uh, dude's garbage. Penguins aren't really playing that good of defense right now. Um, I'm not really sure what the Penguins are going to do, but their defense core is brutal right now. It's just literally Latang plus five is what it feels like. Yeah. So Murray's definitely useless. 
Uh, Lou, as you aforementioned, he's been toast. Uh, good old Mike Smith. Mike has, Smith has not turned it around. He's been toast. Uh, Riddich, whatever his name is, will, I guess, for the foreseeable future, take over. Uh, Kemper was playing some games in uh, Arizona. Arizona. I think Ranta is back. He's back. Drop okay. Kemper. Yeah, Kemper's toast. He didn't do that admirably <laughs> while he was gone. There's the Leonard and Grice debate. I'm still firmly for Grice. He's still getting the wins. Yeah. Leonard's played a couple games, but he hasn't performed. Okay. They win when Grice is in, so Grice. And then Grubauer is droppable right now while Verlamov is on five-game win streak. Yeah, if they're going to give Grubauer... Uh, if it's not a 50-50 split, you got to cut him. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. And I, I still preached Grubauer from like no, the I beginning. Still, I, 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 st- I still think he's a fantastic goalie, and he will be the future. But uh, Farley's just been playing out of his mind this year, so motivation is there. So, I mean, um, if you're the coach, you got to play the guy who's hot. So I think that's all. Yeah, that was an exhaustive list There was of stuff that so much that happened in the that last two weeks. That was a lot of weeks. junk. Oh, my God. It's not junk. Well, okay, not it's, junk. Stuff. This is the stuff that comes over Twitter all the time. <laughs> it's like this or that. This player, should I pick him up for one day? It's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of good players out there. I feel like it's it's been a competitive year for our league specifically without Pim. When you took out Pim, it seems to even it out a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot less variance in the league, which is good. Uh, there's a lot less disgustingly huge nights that just like blow stuff out of the day. So, like, if you have, like, a Melk and he gets two points and 15 Pim, you're just like, oh, my goodness. But now that's gone. So, it's just like, I like it. I, I, I honestly say, I, with all my heart, I do not miss Pim. Yeah. There's no part where I'm like, man, do I miss having X player for X Pim. Like, I, I don't, like, I actually don't care anymore. And it's nice to not check Pim anymore. Yeah, to have to, like, scroll through yeah, the stats to, be to like, see those. Oh, God, my guy got zero points. Well, maybe he got a couple minors and then prayed that you, your guy got, like, a hooking belly or something. It's like, ah, who cares? That's a, this is a dumb stat, so I'm very glad it's gone. Yeah, I'm still on the board to get rid of him for now and forever. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the main chunk of our podcast, the awards. Yes, the Hoskers. I was waiting for you to do, <laughs> to do some music for me. <laughs> I know, I was like, we should have... Made a sound bite. I don't even. I don't know how it sounds like the Oscars. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking of the, like, Miss America song. <laughs> like, oh there yeah, there she goes. <laughs> no, we're not doing Miss America. No. <laughs> sort of, so these are the fantasy awards for the first quarter of the season. We're gonna use um, our scoring system in our league. So we have hits, shots, blocks, and then your basic goals, assists, and goalie categories. But yeah. we don't do PIM like we mentioned before. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot one in here, but let's start off with the best actor category. So right. this is gonna be the MVP. Gotcha. Of your fantasy season, you got Nathan McKinnon. He's leading in fantasy points with shots and hits included in that. Mm-hmm. You got Morgan Riley, the highest defense with twenty-seven points in twenty-four games. Nice. And then you got Shabbat with twenty-seven points in twenty-four games as a defense and a rookie. I mean. <laughs> it, it's it's a, oh my goodness I have even no idea what to say uh, Nathan McKinnon's obviously been unstoppable uh, large part of that to Ratnan I'm not sure if that's just like a 50-50 equal skilled thing or is one carrying the other I think they're both obviously fantastic players Ratnan's more the assist guy yeah so McKinnon's getting those goals and if you value goals over assist that's why he's in this category then he's definitely the highest yeah most leagues do give a higher point from what I've seen so 
that's pretty good. Morgan Riley was on fire. He slowed down a bit, uh, but he still managed to get 27 points in 24 games. And then, obviously, the biggest surprise of the entire season is uh, Chabot with 27 points in 24 games. Um, on Ottawa. On Ottawa. Let's remember that for a second. <laughs> yeah. I am scared for Ottawa, though, um, because I they just got rid of Chris Weidman, and I think this is going to be like the starting of the floodgates. Of a reboot? Yeah. And so I think Stone's going to be gone. I think Duchesne is going to be gone. And those guys were a large part of the offense, especially Duchesne re- recently. So yeah. um, I have to give it to... Oh, are we just doing quarter season? Yeah, quarter okay, season. Okay, quarter season, MVP of the league is Chabot. No problem. Easy pick. Really? Dude's undrafted. Whoever picked him up off the waiver wire, you're an absolute genius. You picked it up. The dude has rewarded you for a player that has absolute elite point status for a guy that was undrafted. If you're in a keeper league, which I wish we were again, and you could have such Chabot going forward, the guy looked like a stud in World Juniors. I remember watching him years ago and being yep. like, this guy's the yep. future. He can puck move. He looks so good. I thought he was going to be a waste of talent on Ottawa because of Carlson. It didn't make any sense. And now that Carlson's gone, uh, this guy's the future. 27 points as a, as a defenseman is no joke. Yep. As a rookie, that's no joke. This guy is destroying Dallin. He's destroying all these hype machine guys. So for me, it is no question the best actor Hosker, for me, goes for Chabot. No question. For the MVP, that is the correct. He won. There's there's no way. Like you said, he's an undrafted player, or in deep leagues, he was maybe drafted. But a waiver wire acquisition for a position that's hard to find, good defensemen that are scoring, mm-hmm. you have to give it to Chabot every time. Yeah, I, that's, I didn't think I'd say it, but yeah, easy. There yes. you go. Okay, <laughs> the next one is the best film editing. Right, so so this is the turnaround year. Mm. So you get into the film room with all your shoots, and you're like, oh, we can just edit this a little bit. We can add these pieces, and we can turn it around. Yeah, let's just buff it out and post. Exactly. <laughs> we, can make this, we can make this movie good. <laughs> so your options are Buffalo, top of the league right now, number one in the league with 34 points. Love it. Beating out Nashville, Tampa, Toronto. We got Colorado, the second highest goal differential with plus 21. <laughs> They are six in the NHL right now. That's disgusting. From both these teams from the bottom. Yeah. And then you got Montreal holding down a wild card spot with no stars except for Carey Price. Man, that's good. So which team in post figured this out? <laughs> um, I had to give it to. Yeah, the Oscar for me definitely goes to Buffalo. I mean, they started from the bottom and now they're here. This is like the story, <laughs> literally bottom to top. Um, this team <laughs> picking up Skinner looks like an absolute genius coop. I mean, this guy, I think Skinner's up to 19 or sorry, 17 goals already. Yep. Um, him and Eichel clicked like crazy. What about Hutton? Must to my chagrin. Hutton looks like a number one goalie, which is very rare. It's AKA see the darling situation where you pick up a backup and all of a sudden he becomes the guy. Um, Colorado has been good, but we knew they were good last year. Um, I just can't trust Colorado because no, actually, that's fine. I can trust Colorado. I'm just thinking because like, they only score from the top line, but I guess that's all you need this thing. Actually, their second line has been more productive but, with that Soderberg, Kerfoot. Yeah, and like Comfer and these weird guys have been scoring lately. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, I do agree. They have no stars. Domi's been an absolute beast, but he's not a star by any means. Um, I know they're finally going to get Weber back, which is exciting, so I think that'll bump him up a few spots. Uh, but for me, I got to go with uh, with Buffalo, man. Like, 
it's like it's not like Darlene is going Shabbat on us and getting like 30 points. It's like the team is just putting in the work and getting it done. So um, I can't I can't argue with top of the league. I mean, that's insane. Like, I mean, if you would ask me, hey, Jesse, Buffalo, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like no way, man. I'm like, there's still a work in progress, still work in progress. I think the nine game win streak right now. Yeah, like that's just disgusting. So this um, this definitely goes to Buffalo for the reason that they have made key acquisitions in the offseason. We knew, like you said, you knew Colorado was getting there last year, but they mm. didn't really add anything. They just stayed the course. Buffalo, like you said, added Skinner, Dolan, Hutton. Sheary. They got some value out of Palmonville. He was like on like a crazy point streak. Yep. It's, they're really extracting everything out of they're this roster. They're turning it around in post. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely some post work on that. So um, There you go. Buffalo, best editing. Yeah, I love it. All right, next one. Um, best story and screenplay. So this is um, a story that is happening throughout the NHL right now and that it's going to con- keep continuing for the rest of the year. Gotcha. Okay, so the, the stories that you have to pick from are the Penguins can't find a goalie after letting Fleury go to Vegas. There's just been a carousel of goalies, and they can't seem to lock anyone down. Murray has been working they got DeSmith now. That story, is that going to continue for the rest of the season? Um, St. Louis Blues, bottom of the league <laughs> with a, a massive team on paper. Yeah, yeah. They should be conference finals. Is that going to continue for the rest of the year? Or um, Minnesota, fifth in the league, and no one talks about them. Just a silent monster. Going to be mm. fifth in the league. They're going to be third in their conference into the playoffs. No one cares about them. Man, I like all these. Um Pens were like the best team ever because you could play Flurry in the regular season where he was the beast. Yep. And then he would, you know, seemingly choke in the playoffs. Until last year. With until last year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you would play Murray so that this two-headed monster and like Murray only had to play like 30 regular season games max or whatever. And he like looked like a good goalie. Um, St. Louis being the bottom of the league with the stack team that I'm sure me and m- many other people hyped about with the crazy acquisitions, getting Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly, getting like Shen or uh, what's that other the uh, Bozak to do the yep. third line. They like it's just depth on depth on that team, and um, I think they're second last in the league right now. Yeah, that's so brutal, man. But my Hosker is going to go for Minnesota, man. Um, I think Minnesota is going to stay right where it is. They're going to stay in the top. Top five, top six, maybe the league the whole way. Keep on winning. Keep winning. Miko Koivu's on fire right now. Parise is kicking it. Um, I've always – it's hard to be a Minnesota fan because you're not really a Minnesota fan because the team just <laughs> plays hockey, right? It's like – Yeah, and no one talks about it. Yeah, because there's nothing to talk about. It's just like, oh, uh, yeah. But they're fifth in the Minnesota. League. But, um, yeah, that's for me. I think Minnesota is going to keep on kicking butt. But I still think they're going to get destroyed in the playoffs in the first round. <laughs> Really? So that's my, my, my spoiler take. I still don't think that team has enough to ever just put it together for any sort of run. So, um, But I think they're just such a solid team. They're like the most vanilla yeah. team, but they're so solid yeah. and consistent that they'll just – it's no surprise to me. So I think that's the story that's going to continue. Um, You're actually wrong on this one. But I don't – I don't. I can't argue <laughs> with the other ones. I could see the Blues finishing bottom four. Why not? They're terrible right now. They can't do anything, and the Pens don't have any space to do anything. They can't just pick up a goalie, so they're in like 
salary trench there. I mean, it would be sweet if they could pick up a Broski or something. But That is the story that wins it. The <laughs> Pens won't find a goalie for the rest of the yeah. year, and they will just keep cycling through whoever they have. Who is um, Jerry? Yeah, Tyson or Tristan Jerry. Tristan Jerry. Smith. Murray. Quite the 300 monster, so... I mean, that's your Hosker. This is not my Hoskers. <laughs> hashtag. I still think Minnesota's my story. But I do agree that all three stories are fantastic. And, uh, yeah, the Pens are in trouble. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is the best short story. Gotcha. So this is a flash in the pan that's going to stay hot the rest of the season. So they're doing something right now, and everyone's kind of looking at them. But how, which player is going to carry it the longest? We got Shabbat. 27 and 24. We got Braden Point, 28 and 23. Nice. And then you got Duchesne, 29 and 23. Man, what a All beast. off to great starts. What a beast. Uh, Chabot, like we talked about before, dude's kicking butt. Uh, Point was, like, pretty cold. And I think he was almost going to be cuttable one of the teams I was hoping it was going to happen. But uh, it yep. never ended up happening. And Duchesne, obviously, it's weird because, like, before this pod, like the year started, I was talking. I was like, "Man, I want Stone and Duchesne. I think they're just gonna yeah, kill it. They're that. gonna do so good." Then they trade Carlson, and I was like, "Ooh!" And I should have stuck with my gut because Duchesne, like, thirty points in twenty-three games. Are you kidding me? Uh, but this is the people that we think are gonna continue. Yeah, rest of season. Okay, so Duchesne is trade bait supreme. Uh, this is the best thing he could ever do with his life: is get thirty points in twenty-three games right now as a UFA. The dude is going to make heck of bank yeah. wherever he's being sent to. He is not going to remain in Ottawa. I don't know how much longer he's going to stay, but that dude is not staying. Um, that trade deadline is coming up. Yeah. So <laughs> the value you can get out of this guy right now is absolutely ridiculous. If they can recoup the first they paid to Colorado to somewhere else, which is what he's almost being worth right now, yeah. that's amazing. Um, this is not a very good draft year. Keep that in mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. People aren't really talking about the first five picks like they did for McDavid or anything like that. That is true. Um, and obviously, when I think if Duchesne goes, Stone goes, then I think Chabot will definitely sink. So I think Point, though. I think Point is going to be the guy. I think he's going to consistently keep it up. I would not be surprised if he finished with like 80 points. And uh, that is my vote for best short story. You're correct. Yes. Braden Point wins the award. <laughs> Feels good. He is playing with Kucherov. How can you regress playing with a top five pick in your league? Yeah. Um, That's just great for him, and he's getting power play time. Tampa is an unstoppable machine. Mm -hmm. That is the correct choice. Nice. Love it. You've chosen wisely. You've chosen wisely. Uh, next one. Best original song. Okay. So this is the Fantasy Rookie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's their, their first time. We got... Um, so we have no Chabot this time. No Chabot. Because I had it, to take him out. It's just too much. Yeah, it's too much. So we got um, Elias Peterson. Pedersen. Yeah. He has 21 points in 20 games. We got Dolan. That is 1.12 fantasy points per game. For our league. Yes. But still good. Well, even over a point per game yeah. with everything included, right? And then you got to Chuck that just came back. 11 points in 12 games with 30 hits. Gotcha. So a little bit more of a categories type mm -hmm. player. Um, well, okay. I own Pedersen. Um, even with the crazy slumps he's had recently, this dude still has 21 points in 20 games. That's pretty good. Uh, Buffalo is first in the league with Dowling not even being like that crazy of a player. Uh, I'm sure he'll obviously develop later. Chuck had some injury troubles, but still managed to stay as a point-per-game pace. Um, this is tough for me because 
a lot of scouts and a lot of people think Tuchuk is just going to be a career 55-point guy. Yeah. And I kind of have to agree with them, I guess, for now. I haven't watched a lot of our games, so I have to see what he's going to do. What about those hits, though? Uh, those yeah. categories, right? He's got it's... hits. I mean, he's like, don't get me wrong. The guy's like definitely got a power for a pedigree. So that is pretty good. But, um, yeah, I, I have to go with Pedersen. I think he is. I mean, I thought he was going to win Rookie of the Year, but I think Chabot is going to win it, barring. Who's more likely to slow down, though, Chabot or Pedersen? I mean, Chabot is for sure after do after Ottawa sells. Uh, I'm just if Chabot can somehow get 50 points by then, he might just win. Even though, like, that's per- true. Like that's what's tough. I mean, if Pedersen can keep it up, obviously, and say he's got 21 and 20, it's sort of it's been sustainable. Even if he slumps a bit and gets down to like 65, 70 points, that's an insane rookie season, and so he still might win as well. Um, but it's tough. So of those, I definitely pick Pedersen. Um, well, you're right. So, yeah. Pedersen I, wins the award because I'm a Vancouver fan, so deal say, with it. What a safe pick. <laughs> <laughs> because I want him to win, and I make the rules. <laughs> All right. It's just like uh, the real Oscars. Yeah, exactly. It's rigged from the start. Exactly. We just pick whoever we like. Um, the next one is, this one's a little bit of a stretch. This is the best makeup. Okay. So this is the player that will make it up hey. the rest of the year. <laughs> Right? So this is a player that was off to a slow start. Yes. But they're coming on, and the rest of the year, they're going to be a safe fantasy option for you to have on your team, and they are going to be value for you. Gotcha. Your options are Pacioretty. He has nine points in his last seven games, six goals. Not bad, not bad. Patrick Liney has 19 goals and leads the NHL thanks to his five-goal night last night. (laughs) Yeah, jeez. Or Eric Carlson has eight points in the last six games. Ooh. All very slow starts. I like it. A lot of people dropped players. A lot of people traded these players away. A lot, of, Yeah, a lot of Reddit threads and a lot of people I read. Um, I tried to pick up Liney from the guy in our league early. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't strike a deal. He didn't even care about the Liney part. It was the second player that I was trying to get, which was Latang off him. Um, so no. I couldn't get a piece of that, unfortunately. Uh, Patches, yeah, f- resurrected, came back nine and seven. I mean, Line A getting five goals and getting the NHL lead is bonkers. Carlson had a brutal start, and now he's finally starting to click. It looks like he got three points the one game, a bunch of power play points, um, and more goals for Carlson. Like he's mm-hmm. chipping in. Those aren't like secondary assists, which is good to see. Who who will make it up to you the most? Um, it's so hard between Line A and Carlson for me because both of them are picked so early. And, like, you toiled through having them for so long. Yeah. A lot of people were <laughs> people were trying to trade me Carlson, and I was like, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I, I was never a believer of the Burns-Carlson switch or, like, split from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's easy for me to say. But Oh, man. I actually I, – I, I don't know. I mean, Line A is the guy. He, he just gets hot. I mean, he's playing on a line with Brian Little and Kyle Connor. Not exactly all-stars. Um, so I will say that Carlson will make it up the rest of the way. That is my pick. Um, I'm going to say that he'll hopefully return back to like 65 points and get you out of the basement, hopefully, of what all the guys who picked Carlson early. But like I said, this is like a 55% to 45% swing for me for Carlson. I still think Line is huge because of how brutal he was for so long. Actually, no, I changed my pick. Line A is my pick. Oh, Line A is your pick? Yeah. Oh, you had it right. 
You were going with Carlson? It was Carlson. Okay. Carlson was the winner just because of position scarcity. Okay. Because he is the defense, and it's harder to find those value defensemen. And you probably went with some, like, Petrie or something yeah. instead of Carlson for a while there. Or something. So Carlson is coming back. All right. Next one. Best supporting cast rest of season. Rest of season. Rest okay. of season. So these are guys that aren't the number ones on their team, but they are assists. You got uh, Ratnan with 28 assists. Nice. Mitch Marner with 24. And then Blake Wheeler with 23. Rest of season, who is going to keep up this pace? Uh, well, I think they all do, to be honest. So oh. can we give a, a shared Oscar? I don't see any of them slowing down in particular, to be honest. Uh, I think if I had to pick one odd man out, it would be Wheeler, I guess. Marner will keep it up. He's way too talented. And Ratnan obviously has the best <laughs> line mates ever. So, um, I will say... I'll say the absolute safest is Marner. That's actually the winner. So that's my pick. That is the winner. Okay, sweet. Marner is the safest. Just because if somehow McKinnon disappears, Ratnan probably disappears. Um, whereas Marner gets assists with Lopez no matter what. Like I, everyone, like he was assisting yes. on like Andreas Johnson goals and stuff. I was like, okay, so if he's on the ice, he's getting an assist. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. Marner is definitely has the best team around him. Yeah. Whatever line he's on, he's getting a little piece of the. Of the action, so that's why he wins best supporting cast. Okay, hey. we got three more, and then we'll jump into the kudos. Cool, cool, cool. Best drama. <laughs> yes. So the best drama. This is the best off ice drama. So talking about. So this has nothing to do with fantasy, or it could have fantasy I mean, implications, have I guess. <laughs> but these are three things that have happened that are people are talking about off the ice. Uh, we got Ottawa and the Uber tape. Yes. So this is the tape where they bash their coaches and said that they don't listen to anything they're saying because yeah. they never change. The it's always the same. Joke and all that kind of stuff. Yes. You got the William Nylander holdout. Ooh, that is drama. So he is not signing, and the deadline is getting closer and closer. The longest holdout that they've had for a player that wasn't signed at the beginning. Crazy. That's a true fact. And then just recently, you got Roussel bites Vlasic. <laughs> no suspension. He bites his hand when they're in a fight. And he just gets fined. What a joke. So we got... Um, oh, these are such good tasty drama. Uh, no pun intended with the tasty. Yeah. Ooh, I like Biting. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ottawa Uber tape is amazing. Obviously because Chris Weidman was part of that drama. And, and he just got moved. Yep. So maybe that is, let that be a message to the rest of you. <laughs> We're bad mouthing our lowest power play. Uh, Nylander holdout is the definition of drama. Um you literally had to sit here as a Leaf fan biting your fingernails being like, oh my God, we got this asset and just rotting over there in Sweden and we got nothing. Yep. And uh, Roussel is more of just funny drama. It's just like, <laughs> what a joke. Just like biting in the NHL, just licking in the NHL. Like, I mean, what is this? This is just disgusting. And they didn't show it on TV, but then like someone saw a different camera angle yeah. or something and then it was like, oh, he actually bit his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Oh, man. I think, like... The award goes to... It's so hard. Like, I think, like, real drama is the Nylander holdout, but my pick is the Uber tape because it is the definition of drama. It is six guys in a cab complaining. <laughs> so, uh, auto Uber tape for sure is my off-ice drama because it is just... It's too funny. The Ottawa Uber tape, that is definitely the winner. Okay, sweet. Just <laughs> hearing them, like... 
just talk did, over and over again. It was like again. a six-man effort of slamming these guys. Yeah, and they're all just like laughing and having yeah. a good time. And then the Uber driver like releases it, even though he's not supposed to. Yeah. So he gets in trouble, like Claims, for like I wasn't in my right mind when I released the tape. Yeah, and like, taping okay. them when they're not supposed to be taped and yeah. releasing it to someone else. Yeah, that's just tasty drama. That's so. Good. That is definitely the best <laughs> drama so far. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of time left in the NHL season. True, true. So. Um, the next one, this is kind of another funny one. This is the best documentary. Mm-hmm. This is the documentaries are slower and uh, a little dry yeah. for some people. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, a lot of people like them. But for the average movie watcher, they're not entertaining enough. Mm-hmm. So this is the player that has just been slow <laughs> and dead. Like they're dry. They're just not scoring. Just watching, yeah, paint dry. So you got Kopitar. He has 10 points in 21 games. Just glacial pace for Kopitar. 10 that and 21. That is slow. You got Bobrovsky with eight wins and 15 starts. Aye, aye, aye. And these are both players drafted in the top five rounds, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Pietrangelo with 10 points in 22 games. <laughs> also, like a defenseman that was drafted very high in most leagues. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, I've been saying for years... Uh, we've had this podcast for two years, uh, but I've been saying it for years that Kopitar is the definition of the slowest starter on the planet. Uh, I have no doubt that Kopitar will crack off a 60 points in 50 games at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Uh, Bobrovsky is a huge surprise to me. Uh, Columbus still is a good team. I don't understand why he's like 8-15. and 15. That's absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, but Petrolangelo, <laughs> the number one defenseman, on a stacked team, supposed to play the number one power play unit with boys like O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Schwartz, these kind of like just snipers. The dude has 10 points in 22 games. That is absolutely disgusting. However, I can't argue with the glacial pace of Kopitar. <laughs> <laughs> 10 and 21 is just, oh my God. For a guy who plays probably 22 minutes a night, number one center. Number one power play unit. I mean, yes, the Kings are atrocious, but you can still score a couple games and goals and still lose the game. That's fine. Yeah. But I mean, oh my goodness, especially since he had 92 points last year. There's guys who definitely stretched on this guy for the first two rounds. There's, it's like, I don't know. You got to have the patience of a saint to have this guy. He's not on my team. Thank God. Otherwise I'd be pulling my hair out being like, what do I do with this player? Cause I know that he's got the talent. You don't, not do it so yeah and the 92 points to 10 to 10 and 21 what's that uh that is a 40 point pace people so for him to crack off 80 points he needs 70 points in his next 60 games so he's gonna just to get back to like the norm for kopitar yeah so i have no doubt he'll do it um but man he won't won't get that high i don't think 60 and 60 maybe that's what i'm saying like i think he'll get to his numbers like 71 points maybe um but, yeah, for me, the best documentary has got to be Kopitar. His entire season is being narrated by David Attenborough right now. It is yeah. just yeah. brutal. <laughs> Kopitar slow. wins the Oscar. Yeah, easily is the Oscar. He Hosker. wins that for right. just being slow as molasses. <laughs> All right, last one. Last one, simple. And there's no ballot for this one. Best picture. It's the final award of every show. What team has the best shot at winning win the Stanley Cup? Oh, Best picture goes to. That is a good question. As it stands Buffalo, right now, Buffalo, obviously. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> just took the words out of my mouth. Um, I got to say Tampa. Tampa's winning. 
I have Hedman. He's not even crushing it, and this team's winning. McDonough's getting points. Points getting points. Kucherov's getting points. Stamkos is like a ghost, but they're still getting points. Yeah. Um, this has to be their year. Vasilevsky played well before he wasn't injured, so that's not going to be an issue. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be the first seed. They'll play some whatever trench eighth seed player. Um, I know a lot of people said Winnipeg this year. That's a lot of magazines instead. I still disagree. I don't think Winnipeg just has it, but they're so close. I don't know. My best picture, it's a lame pick, but Tampa Bay is my pick. I think the team is too stacked, and I think they'll, this, they'll finally put it together this year and uh, crack it through. And my best foreign film, which would be the underdog pick, <laughs> would be um, I'll give it to a Washington repeat, but I don't think it's possible. Oh, But that is my foreign film picks. The best picture for me goes to Winnipeg after nice. you just trashed them. <laughs> they're, just, it's, they're so good. They're so good. Don't get me wrong. It's just They're so talented. And as long as all yeah. their lines are clicking, they're going to give every team a run for their money. True. And Hellebuck isn't really performing. He's kind of taking it easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Hellebuck's going to come on and then start stealing some games down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, Winnipeg-Tampa final, that'd be hype. So That would be amazing. I'm hoping for that. And then my best foreign film for... <laughs> Uh, biggest underdog to win the cup. You still think we'll do it? Biggest underdog, Minnesota. You think Minnesota finally cracks through? Okay, there you go. It's not bad. I thought about it too, but I was like, I was like, I'll give a shout out to the Cavs for the for the the repeat, the back to back. There you go. Those are our awards. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Add your own categories. It was fun making it. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed our Oscars. Uh, go ahead and give us your nominations new categories your picks your best picture picks who thinks who you think is going to win your foreign film which is going to be like the vegas last year where you put your 300 to one money on and the team makes it to the final obviously uh yeah like i said best foreign film last year would have been vegas so uh every other playoffs are volatile man stuff happens okay you got your uh your kudos ready for the week and then we'll sign it off yeah my kudos has uh been pretty simple i Finally got a hold of the new Spider-Man game. I know I only talk about video games, but nonetheless, this is my life. <laughs> so uh, the new Spider-Man game is absolutely incredible. You literally feel like Spider-Man when you play. You can just web-sling around the entire city just for fun. Um, it is an absolutely cool game. The story is remarkable. It is actually just so much fun to play. Um, so Played on PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, well, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, is it? Sun? Oh, it's a Sony yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's only oh. on the PlayStation, which is super sweet. Um, so yeah, if you haven't played it and you own a PlayStation, you definitely need to pick it up beyond that. That is my kudos. Pretty simple one. Uh, great game. Had a lot of fun with it. And, um, maybe yeah. I'll look for it on like Christmas yeah, sales, be a, boxing day sales. Yeah. I mean, Black Friday is over. So I don't think it had a sale, but I'm sure by Christmas or something, maybe you get like a 25% off or something. But, uh, yeah, if you can get a hold of it or if you have someone who owns it, which I do, I just borrowed it from a friend. Uh, it is, uh, Really fantastic game. So Maybe was, I should be next on the list. It was pretty I'll good. be the third friend to borrow it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's in the house. <laughs> Sweet. Um, am I going to change my my foreign film? Oh, what do we got? I am going to go with Toronto. Toronto. I'm going to give some love to all those Toronto fans out there that oh are dying for a cup. Just just chomping at the bit. I, I'm going to give them some love because we, we don't really talk of Toronto too much. But I'm going to say that they're, yes. the, they're the underdog to, to win it all. They got a good It's game. true. I mean, I will. I, that is fine. I mean... With all the hype that everyone says this is Toronto's year, oh my god, you have to listen to it in the off season and stuff like that. And you're like, guys, yeah, your team's good, but I mean, like, are you that good? Like, are you are you beating four teams to get to the Stanley Cup? I mean, that's tough. Yeah. But I think it is. Yeah, that's a good pick. 
All right. My kudos for the week, pretty easy since I was in New Orleans for yeah, the last I was say, so week. What I expected. <laughs> uh, so if anyone goes to New Orleans, you got to go Bourbon Street. So Bourbon Street is like the street that you see in all like the um, movies and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So they have they all have like decks out around their like apartment buildings and stuff, and they throw beads around. And it's basically enough to get one car down. So there's people like playing football catch back and forth between the apartment buildings oh, and really? stuff while That's you're sweet. like walking down the streets drinking hand grenades and shark attack drinks and stuff like that <laughs> they're all really sweet go check it out it's fun go head down to the bayou if you're ever there go on a fan boat oh you mean like an, the actual bayou oh yeah the actual okay, bayou. Not like a part of the town no 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 okay <laughs> so it's like a half an hour uber to sure go on like a fan boat watch some gators it is insanely fun. You'll have like <laughs> tears rolling down your eyes because the fan boat yeah. goes like 70 just, kilometers an hour. Just mock six on the river, just killing it. That's it's, sweet. It's so much fun. And then you have to go to a Saints game, see the Superdome. That is a massive structure and it gets loud. I was going to ask you, like, did you bring earplugs or you just grinded it out? Oh, no. You just you just deal with the sound. Oh, my God. That's so loud. It is is crazy loud. And the And the dome itself is just like a crazy sight Just to see an absolute wonder <laughs> so big it, and there's so many people in there at once saints did, won both their games they did yep um saints look like they're on their way to a super bowl um well don't say that well i mean they look pretty good man I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong it looks solid rams look good obviously chiefs looks good um did you try any gator or any weird food oh yeah you're down? so what is gator is it actually like chicken oh no it's way better Ooh, it tastes way better. Better than chicken. At the Superdome, they have gator dogs, so you get like, a massive dogs. hot dog that's like actually gator meat. Yeah, that is, is so good. Kit, that is sweet. That's what I wanted to know. It's like twelve dollars for the, but, the yeah. hot dog, but I mean, it's worth every it bite. It's for the gator dog, but that is awesome. There you go. That's all I'll tell you about my my sweet sweet vacation. Check out those three things. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. We didn't go during like Mardi Gras or anything, but apparently the town just gets crazy. Yeah, if they're throwing beads like while you're just hanging out there, I can't imagine like peak. Oh yeah, New Orleans hours kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and our Airbnb that we had was right in the middle of the French Quarter, so we could hear bands and pubs till three in the morning. Yeah, just give. Just her. like if you if you leave open a window, you just hear bands, people yelling down the streets, and yeah. like everyone's always awake. So it's definitely like in a live city. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, all the time. There's lineups at mcdonald's and stuff for 24-hour mcdonald's it's it's great time definitely a city that you should see if you're ever in the states yeah i thought you'd give a kudos to meeting kamara but no well it's close it's that's too much football it is too much football but nonetheless uh he did meet kamara which is pretty cool he said he was just booting around on a scooter so i thought that was really cool zipping around french quarter yeah it was it was an unreal experience, and we chased him on his scooter <laughs> for like a couple blocks. I actually left my wife and yeah. ran after like a football I player. Hope, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we got for today. We'll get back to you guys next week. A little bit of a shorter episode because we'll only have a week to talk about. Yeah, not as much stuff to talk about. Obviously, like I said, hit us up at Fantasy Angel Talk at Facebook or Twitter. Give us your reactions, all the stuff you wanted to see. Obviously, we'd love to hear your own Hoskers. And, um, yeah, hopefully you guys have a great week. And if you're in America, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Up here in Canada, we had it early because we are the best. <laughs> and we do everything the first, apparently. But, yeah, nonetheless, that is uh, that's all i got to say. So, All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>